Hey there, Rachel Wilson here, your pediatric sleep consultant. Welcome to my bite-sized podcast to help guide, inform, and help you deal with your child's sleep from newborn to four years old. Sleep strategies, interviews, and informed information to give you the confidence to help your child form happy and healthy sleep habits and parenting skills for yourself. Let's get into it. Okay, here we go. Quiet time activities. This week's podcast is all about quiet time activities. I have, I'm going to be honest with you, I've tried to record this podcast, I think, four times. And each time I've done it, I've been interrupted by a child needing something or a man child needing something or someone knocking on the door or my phone actually just ringing and then cutting out um, the podcast recording. So hopefully I will get this one out for you today. Now, Um, Yeah, quiet time activities is going to be a time when your child is going to drop that lovely long lunchtime nap and you're going to think, "Uh oh, what now? Does this mean you're going to have to be entertaining your little toddler for endless hours throughout the day Um, and still managing to get, you know, all those jobs and things done on your list and having, you know, a toddler, a child awake all day and thinking, my goodness, I just don't have time to do anything. So today in this podcast, I'm going to explain why it's still important for your toddler to still have some quiet time and what your toddler can do now they're not napping anymore and how to make this quiet time happen easily. So you'll be able to have a little bit of a break yourself and do some jobs and things that you need to do because let's face it, there is always something to do, right? Um, and then just sit down maybe with a hot cup of tea or if you like me some hot chocolate that you've been dying for all day so let's get into it when does when does this quiet time thing need to happen when does it usually happen well dropping the lunchtime nap usually happens in a ballpark of around the age of two and a half to three years of age now There are some children who drop it, you know, as soon as their second birthday hits, boom, that's it, FOMO. I am not taking a daytime nap anymore. And I have seen some children still taking a nap at three and a half years. Typically, it's about two and a half to three years. But, you know, either side, your child might be dropping that nap. This is when quiet time is going to happen. You may find, you know, when this nap is becoming a little bit of an issue, you may find that bedtime routine becomes a battle again, or your toddler's taking a long time to fall asleep, both fall at nap um, or at bedtime. Um, They might be waking in the night, early the next morning. All these signs are there, um, which I talk more about in my One to Know Nap podcast blog. I'll put the links um, in the show notes for you to just check that out. You know something's going to have to change. This nap is going to have to go. So when this nap drop occurs, often a lot of parents are also expecting a new baby. And that can throw a spanner in the works with a toddler, you know, needing entertained and a newborn. It certainly happened for me. Leo was about two and a half when he dropped his nap. He was taking about a 30 minute nap in the afternoon and Chloe was six months old. It was... It was uh, a fun time. I was playing circus, you know, juggling toddlers, newborns, feeds, nappies, entertaining. It was tiring. It was exhausting. It was busy. Um, But we got through it and here I am telling you all about it. So what can you do now? Well, when this dropping this nap opens up an endless amount of new opportunities for your family, 
So don't see it as, you know, a negative thing. See it as a positive thing. You know, it's a new milestone and new opportunities happening. So, for example, you're comfortably going to be able to go on those day trips and not worry about nap time. Of course, if your child decides to nap on the way home, the danger nap at four or five o'clock in the afternoon, um, that can throw a spanner in the works for bedtime. But, you know, you're not going to have to work around, you know, day trips and getting them to nap in the buggy or how are you going to manage that. You can go out for lunches, not worry about lunchtime nap, um, you know, not having to fit those errands, jobs around morning and afternoons and, you know, thinking I've got to be home or when's my toddler going to sleep. Um, you know, you've got a bit more of a, of a leeway now, a bit more time. But often... You know, this is this is one of the the more difficult naps transitions to make because think about this: your child has has had day sleep from the minute they were born, pre them being born, right? And their body is so used to to taking a nap, to sleeping, that suddenly <clears throat> their body is now saying, "Hang on a minute, I can be awake longer now before I go to sleep. I don't need to have this nap." But yeah, I am a bit tired, a bit drained, and we've all felt that, right? So. Your toddlers still need to going to have some quiet time. Their body is still going to take some time to adjust and need that downtime to adjust to that new lifestyle. And it's a great time, this quiet time, for your child to learn more independent play skills. So many times I've seen and heard um, parents say their child just can't play on their own. They just, they can't do it. Um, and so this is a really good time to really help uh, encourage independent play skills. So let, let's go into a bit more about, you know, why and what is quiet time. So it's not only for your child to break up the day and recharge, it's a time for you as well. As parents, we're constantly feeling like we've got to entertain our children 100% of the time. It's exhausting engaging with them, teaching them being with them and all these things are great. You know, we see on social media all these games and activities and places to see, do, um, baking things. And we just think, gosh, we've got to be there 110% for our children. But, you know, let's let's give our child some time just to chill and be on their own and let them explore. You know, don't ever feel guilty about that. You, you know, just, you know, you need some downtime and some time where you're just saying, no, I don't need to be around anyone just now. I want to go and sit and read a book or look out of a window or go for a coffee and not be around anyone. It's the same for children. They, they need that as well. Quiet time is a block of time where your child is going to spend time alone. Don't ever feel guilty about that. Ideally, this time alone um, should be in their room where they can read their books, perhaps listen to an audio book, play with some toys in a nice, calm, calm manner. So what, what can we do? What can we do? This time, as I mentioned, we're going to really focus on trying to encourage your child to play independently. It enhances their imagination, their patience, and your child's going to learn to grow and be happy and comfortable within their own company. That's a great thing. That's a great skill to have. I don't recommend, <clears throat> I don't recommend putting your child in front of a TV screen. I need to have some water, hang on. Sorry. Um, in front of a TV screen during this time, why? Well, there's a few reasons for this. One of them is 
personally, I always find, you know, in, in my experience as a mother, as a nanny and, and friends around me, we always found that <clears throat> it was the top reason that screen time was a screen time was a great reward tool for those times that we really needed it. When you just need to cook or do something, especially I found when Chloe was little and she needed feeding like every three hours or she needed change more times than I can remember. Um, that's when I found TV amazing or I needed to help her go to sleep, you know, support those naps. It kept Leo occupied while I could focus on Chloe um, or get that cooking done or make some phone calls, write some emails. Chilling on the sofa with a movie, yes, it's relaxing. It can be classified as quiet time. However, my personal experience, many children, including my own, can feel even more lethargic when you have to peel them off the sofa and turn the TV off. The tantrums occur, I don't want to turn the TV off. They start kicking and shouting. I want to watch five more minutes, please. And you need to get out of the house because you're going to a play date. You're going to an appointment. And it's all that quiet has has just all been ruined because you're up against battles now because you've got to turn the TV off. So, yes, there's a time and place for TV. And you might find that TV's working. It might work. Um, but I wouldn't always... I wouldn't always be doing it. I wouldn't recommend to always doing it. Your child's going to learn skills such as independence and take on experimentation with increasing intention spans all on their own with no TV. This is golden for your child's development. We're always running around our children offering them endless amounts of entertainment, whether it's a music class, swimming class, gym bereave, little kickers, football, something. But now is time to give your child some time to be calm and quiet in their own room, to have that opportunity to involve their creativity, their imagination, have some unstructured time themselves to come up with their own entertainment ideas for themselves. You can help them along a little bit with an inspiration from a quiet time box that you can create for them or with them. So this is the key element here with the quiet time, your quiet time box. So... First of all, we're going to, I'm going to talk to you about how to introduce quiet time and then I'm going to talk to you about what this quiet time box is. So quiet time, number one, first of all, you've got to make sure you've got all the ammunition in your back pocket, okay? So if you have a child who really struggles to be on their own, um, independently playing, I highly recommend having a toddler trainer clock such as Sam Sheep from the Zazu Kids. Or a time timer. I'm going to drop the um, the links in the show notes for you to check them out if you're interested in, in having a look to see what they're about or purchasing one. You may already use one and you're very familiar with it. You might have the hatch, same similar thing. You'll have to set the the um, the, the timer load to day mode, um, and you can just start with perhaps thirty minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be long. If you're pretty sure that your child's going to be able to play, hang out in their room on their own for about 30 minutes, then set it for 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be long or even 20 minutes. Some children just, you know, maybe even 15 minutes is all they can manage. And that's still great, you know, because <clears throat> you can pop them in the room. They've got their quiet time box. They're playing. They're reading the books. The time timer goes off after 15 minutes and they come out. That is the time that you praise them and go, 
Well done, Leo. Fantastic. You've had your quiet time. Fantastic. You waited for the, uh, the clock to wake up, the time timer to go off. Brilliant. That's encouragement right there. They will feel proud of themselves. They will feel good. They've managed to do it. And then every few days, maybe just not, uh, knock it on a little bit more with those, with those 15 minutes. Extend that time frame, maybe up to 20 minutes. Maybe, maybe you'll even get to an hour. Um, you can, you know, you, you can talk to your toddler and explain what the clock is for when you're doing this. You know, red, it's quiet time. Green, quiet time, it's over. You can come out. So whatever clock you're using, um, the colors will be appropriate for, you know, quiet time and uh, let's carry on the day and go out now time. Now have your quiet time box all filled and ready to go. Perhaps you might have a different one for each day of the week. So you can alternate, you might have two or three, swap them around so the interests are, are kept high, okay? It's still important, you might need to still do your nap time routine. Keep your child calm. Go to their room as normal per nap time. You know, read a couple of stories with them. Do your usual pre-nap time routine. Verbally prepare them for what's about to happen. Remember, children are visual. They thrive on routine, structure, and knowing what's coming next. So set those expectations and explain to your child so they understand what's, what's going to happen and what is happening. Okay, you know, if they change nappies, if you go to the potty or the toilet, do all of these things. Repetition, okay, repetition is golden. Then you've got to take your quiet time box out and pop it in the room. Uh, start opening it and explore something. Um, key, key thing to remember here is don't ask your child, oh, do you want to play with this puzzle? Do you want to play with this? Do you want, what about that? Oh, look what I've got here. Um, and I learned this very early on. I don't know if anybody follows Daisy Upton from Five Minute Mum. I'll put that link in the show notes again. She's always had that golden rule to get your child engaged without asking them to do it. And that golden rule is for you to play the game first. You play the game first and let them come to it. Now, you could find this so very helpful when it's time to encourage your toddler to stay in their room for quiet time because you start, you know, take that game if it's a puzzle out and start playing with it. And then your child is going to come to you and say, oh, what are you doing? Can I help you? Oh, there's the missing piece. I'll put it in. And then you start making excuses to hot foot it out of the room. You know, you've got to go to the loo, make a cup of tea. You'll be back. Look at the time timer. Um, and that's them engaged. You've done that without asking them, forcing them, you've encouraged them to come to the, to the toy um, and explore it themselves. Verbally reward how great they have been and how much fun they must have had during their quiet time. So when that time timer has gone off, you know, don't forget to say, wow, gosh, bet you've had a great time working in there, or, you know, on that tower you've built, all that puzzle. So, you know, I've mentioned that twice now. That's really, really super important because it's going to encourage your child to do it again and again and again, okay? Don't forget, this is, this is you know, all these points are really key. Um, this is super key as well, is don't forget to ensure that the room in which your child is spending the quiet time is safe. You know, if you're not going to be in there, you need to make sure their room is safe. Now, if they're sleeping in the bedroom, you know, that room is going to be safe. So make sure um, that... When they're playing with toys in there as well, those toys are, are safe and it, it, there's no dangers in there. Remove any potential dangers, you know, 
Um, you might need to anchor those wardrobes, doors, furnitures to the walls and prevent them falling over. If you've got a climber, you know, make sure that they're not going to be climbing on any of that furniture. If, if they don't do it at nighttime, obviously, you know, they shouldn't be doing it in the daytime either. It's not normal for them, but just, you know, have a scout about. I mean, this sort of comes down into bedroom safety and what your sleep space looks like as well. Um, I do have a podcast about that as well if you want to have a listen to that. Um, but, you know, just make sure that there's no dangers in there. And those toys that you're providing in the quiet time box, which I will get to, are all safe to be used independently as well. Now, let's get down to these boxes. <clears throat> you might like to theme them. So if your child is into particular objects or topics, so, um, you know, um, t- um, Chloe, for, an ex- for example, you know, she's a very cliched little girl, loves pink and the princesses. So that quiet time box might be everything pink in it and might be full of princesses and everything to do about princesses. That's going to keep her engaged. You might have a child who's fascinated in animals and zoos um, or, or doctors and nurses. So you could perhaps, you know, the zoo box full of animals, the medical box, you could do all of that. Art and craft, be creative about it. Use things that you know your child is going to be engaged in. The pound shop, the dollar shop, um, the thrift shop, whatever the shop is called, is a great resource, I find, um, to get a lot of cheap stuff. You know, you don't have to go and spend loads of money to put in your quiet time box. So, you know, paper plates, cups, art supplies, books, coloring books, even Play-Doh ingredients. You're not buying the Play-Doh. That's an activity. You're going to make the Play-Doh with your child and then they've got it, you know, put it in a little Tupperware box, pop it in the, in the quiet time box. And of course, a box to store all this stuff in. You know, this quiet time box, we need a box to put it all in. You know, you can use an Amazon box if it's big enough. Your child can colour it, stickers on it, be creative with it. Or you can just buy a a plastic box with a lid as well. Again, they can still decorate it and put stickers on it. Um, Be creative. Think out the box. It's got to be engaging for them, remember. You might even have a big basket, perhaps. It doesn't have to be a box. Okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritty ideas for inside your quiet time box. Um, uh, Okay, so a tough tray in your child's room is great for putting the contents of the box into. So, um, again, uh, 5 Minute Mum and Claire from Play Hooray um, are all about tough trays. They're brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I bought one for Leo when he was, oh gosh, I think he was about six months old. Um, and it's, it's phenomenal. It's just been used so many times. It's great for painting, Play-Doh, art and craft, putting Lego in because it kind of contains everything. It's not all over the floor. You can get these tough trays with legs as well. So that might be something you want to have in the room. So when they take the toys out of their quiet time box, they can put it on the tray, especially if it's, you know, Play-Doh. You don't want it all over the floor. Colouring pencils. These are simple, just colouring pencils or crayons. Be careful with pens. You don't want pens all over the wall or the carpet, the bed linen. Water paint mats um, and water paint colouring books. Um, Crayola have great water paint mats. They're a bit expensive. There are cheaper options there. If you don't know what they are, it's basically a great big plastic mat with a picture on it. Um, And you get um, a couple of pens as as it were, or paintbrush pens. And you just fill them up with water and then your child can draw on the mat with them. And as they draw, the water changes the mat a different colour. 
phenomenal, game changer. It's totally mess-free. It's brilliant. And it dries really quickly and they can go over it. Endless amount, endless hours of entertainment there. Puzzles. Puzzles are great. Um, if your child's not really into puzzles, think out the box. You could print some photos. Um, sounds a bit weird, but cut them up. Stick it, well, print some photos, cut them, um, print some photos, stick them on some cardboard, even like a back of a cereal box, you know, just, it just gives it a bit more, um, it makes them a bit more firm and cut them up into pieces. Homemade puzzles, bingo, brilliant. Books with flaps. All children love books with flaps. I love books with flaps. They're great fun. Um, you know, let's go back to the Play-Doh using lollipop sticks. You can texture the Play-Doh. Um, you can use um, uh, scents like, you know, lavender or mint in there and colour it. Stickers, cut them in half and give them some, put some paper in there and your child can um, match the stickers together, putting them in pairs. Large rolls of paper or wallpaper primer that you can get in um, uh, decorating like Homebase, um, B&Q or even Ikea. They're great. You can roll out the, the paper and it's there. Threading cards with short laces. They're brilliant. You can even make these yourself. Um, cardboard boxes with packaging for building. You know, go through the recycling bin. Um, empty out all those uh, cardboard boxes and things and 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 um <laughs> always being interrupted trying to record this podcast um yeah cardboard boxes uh you know wash them all out the margarine tubs bottles all those sort of things and your child can you know build them into towers robots give them some masking tape all of that fun stuff pipe cleaners um um, hole punches for the for the paper and the threading again. Audio stories are great. Um, audio stories are great for children to listen to, especially if they've got the book to go through it as well. And podcasts, podcasts. There's loads of podcasts out there that have got stories um, that your child might listen to. And of course, small world play. So that's going back to the animals, um, people, little dolls' houses, things like that. Um, there's endless amounts of ideas you can have there. And once you've made that box, take it to another level and wrap it up. Even if it's a newspaper or something really boring, cheap paper from the supermarket, put it in the child's room. And that's also going to get your child enticed to open it and see what's in there. And even wrap up the little things that are in there. And that, you know, even if that's 10 minutes of them unwrapping it, think of those skills that they're doing with the, the fine manipulative skills, hand-eye coordination, opening the, the parcels, pulling the sellotape off. It's gold. It's brilliant. There's endless amounts of ideas there. Um, the list can go on and on and on. And I'm sure you'll be able to think of some ideas yourself. Pinterest, again, is a great place to, to start if you're really stuck for more ideas and inspiration. So check out... Um, Check out Pinterest, just in the search box, quiet time activities and see what's in there. So there we have it. Naps are gone. Quiet time has arrived. It's a new stage, a new milestone. Of course, this may take some encouragement on your side. Don't worry if your toddler can only manage 15 minutes at a time to start with. You can extend that time over a number of days and weeks. You'll get there. Um, any time is golden time. I feel like I'm saying golden all the time now and um, it doesn't have to be every day either okay so as your toddler gets used to no napping 
you're going to see how your days work for you. Your child might have a nap one day and then not have a nap for a couple of days. You know, this this is a transition. We'll check out that blog podcast on, on one to know nap um, to find out how to how to get that transition happening easily and, and uh, smoothly, okay? Um, you'll find out what works in your home. Um, keep going, you'll get there. And I hope that's inspired you all. Please feel free to share this podcast with your friends who are approaching this time or are in it and wondering how to manage it and what to do. And I would love for you to rate and review my podcast. It really means a lot to me. It shows me that people out there are listening and they're interested. Um, And of course, it just helps the podcast get pushed out a little bit more further afield so more parents out there can see the podcast and join the family too. As always, happy sleeping everyone and I will catch you next time. Bye for now. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Please see the show notes for all the links mentioned and don't forget to subscribe, share, rate and review and come follow me over on Facebook and Instagram. If you have a topic you would like me to cover, drop me an email at rachel at rachelwilsonsleepconsultant.com. See you next time. Thank you.